Chan. Thanks to Nicole. Big sacrifice coming out. Happy Mother's Day, though. Um, I am so happy, so happy to be here. It's always Mother's Day is always a fun sermon. It's always exciting time. People are kind of like, you know, it's uh, it's when the family really gets together, goes watches the sermon together. It's always it's always good. Um, uh, I, I just I want to welcome you all. Share. Make a watch party, comment, something like that. Um, uh, we are we're going to take a little break, a one week break. I guess you could say it's the doctrine of mothers, but like it doesn't really sound right. So it's just it's just a Mother's Day sermon. Uh, I entitled it "Lessons from Mom." You'll see why in a second. But if if you will, open up your Bibles to Proverbs thirty one. Proverbs thirty one. Uh, if you've been in a church on Mother's Day, you probably heard this one, right? Um, so as you're opening up to Problem Sermon 31, uh, let me let me pray for the day. Um, we thank you, God, for mothers. We thank you for everything that they do for us that we don't deserve, God. Uh, we thank you that we have strong um, people in our lives that they, they may not even be related to us, but they're, they're our mom. They, they took care of us, and they and we we seek guidance from uh, from them, God, and that uh, you put them there, and that's wonderful. That's awesome, God. Like uh, Nicole said, I pray that they feel um, praised, uh, ha- encouraged, um, you know, loved today, God. Even though we're not, you know, giving them flowers or something, but uh, but uh, I pray that they they just feel loved today, God. Pray for all these things in your name, Amen. Well, as you keep looking up Proverbs 31, uh, the book of Proverbs is, uh, I'll give you a little intro on on, on the book of Proverbs because obviously you missed it, right? We haven't been talking about it, but the book of Proverbs is a really cool book. Uh, I really like it. We actually just, we, we did most of the book in, in student ministry uh, and the, the first 30 chapters is very similar, Right. Uh, you get uh, Solomon, right, talking to his son, giving him all his words of advice, of wisdom. And it's a really cool book because it's unlike almost any other book, right? They're little short stories, they're little short uh, bits of wisdom. And, and really, you can look at, op- open up to the book of Proverbs, read any verse, and you'll get something out of it, right? Uh, do that with any other book. You probably get confused. You won't understand the context. You won't understand what's going on, and uh, you'll be lost, right? Uh, not necessarily true in Proverbs, right? Open it up. You'll learn a little story. You'll get a little uh, moral. Uh, learn something, right? And uh, in, in in the last two chapters, something a little strange happens, right? Uh, Solomon, for whatever reason, it's it's not new authorship. It's not a different book. It's not a different pa- it's just it's for for whatever reason he starts crediting other people. He starts saying, "Hey, this is a lesson from boom. This is a lesson from boom, right?" And 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 in this one in verse 1 we find out that in verse 1 it says, "The words of King Lemuel," right? So this is this is from another king. Uh, and, and beyond that, and here's why I say lessons from mom, it's not really from King Lemuel. It says an oracle that his mother taught him. So 
King Mrs. Lemuel, I guess, uh, ta- taught him all these things, right, and and, and passed it on to his son, right, on, on to her son, right. Uh, when, well, it's a, it's a fair assessment, fair guess to say that this happened because of the content. This happened before he was king. So imagine this: your son is going to be king. What do you teach him? What is the the lesson that you write down that you you handed over to him? Right. Think of the office. Michael Scott making a video for his future son, saying, "Hey, uh, this is what I want you to know." Right. And, and this is what she wants her son to know. Not nothing. This is what she wants him to focus on. So so that's what we're going to be talking to today. Right. Verse two. It says, "What are you doing, my son?" Have you heard that before from your mom? <laughs> uh, what are you doing, son of my womb? Uh, I, you know, I carried you for nine months, right? Uh, what are you doing, son of my vows, right? I think there's two ways to, to read this, right? There's two ways to interpret this verse. I think it's fun either way. The positive, right, where it's, uh, what are you doing? How'd you get here? You know, what's your secret, you know? Uh, you're going to be king, you're successful, you're doing all this stuff, right? Um, I think that would be hopeful. And honestly, I, I don't think we would have a chapter, right? If it was this positive thing of, of uh, oh, uh, what's your secret? I think there might have been one or two more verses of, oh, like, you're great and you're wonderful and you're doing all this stuff. Uh, but we have a whole chapter here. And, and so I would say it's the second way to interpret this where it's like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, some stuff is wrong in your life, and I want to give you some advice. You're going to be king, and I want to help you, right? Uh, that, that, that word that I said, what are you doing, son of my vows? What does vows mean to you, right? Write in the comments, right? Let's do it. Just write it. Um, you know, what words come up? What thoughts come up? Uh, I, th- I think of marriage, right? Big vow, right? Uh, two people coming together saying, hey, for whatever reason, I tricked you and you're stuck with me now, right? <laughs> and, and it's a wonderful vow and it's, hey, we're going to live life together until we die, right? And, and we're going to do this thing and it's, it's going to be rough, but hey, we love each other. And, and we're going to make this vow not only in front of all these people, we're going to do it in front of God, right? It's a big vow. Another big vow, being a parent. Uh, you, you know, uh, it's, it's a big vow becoming a parent. It really is. I see being working in student ministry for like, Gosh, 18 years, 20 years. I don't even know how old am I. I don't know. So like uh, for all those years, I see so much of the time that parents say, hey, uh, my kid made it to junior high. He's not, he's not dead, right? He made it. My job's done. It made it to high school, right? She, she made it. She, she's a little scarred up, but it's okay. She made it, right? My job's done. They don't want me to be a, my, they don't want me to be a parent anymore. They want me to be a friend, and, and hey, being a friend's pretty cool, right? We get to hang out. I don't have to stress about discipline or whatever, and they like me, right? I'm a cool mom, cool dad, right? It's a vow. It doesn't finish. Your, your work as a mom, especially as, you know, today, doesn't end, 
when you then they get to junior high. It doesn't end when they get to high school. And guess what? It doesn't end when your 32-year-old son is pastor of a church. I just pulled a random number, right? Is, is pastor of a church, and, and, and he calls you because he doesn't know how to cut an onion for his dish, right? Like, it's just, you sit there, and you cut it the right way, and then your wife comes over. It's like, no, that's the wrong way. And then it's like, well, I, I've been eating this all my life. And then you call your mom, and she doesn't end. It's never over, right? I think about college where, uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm six foot, I don't know, nine, eight, something like that in college. I go off to school hundreds of miles away in a different country called Southern California, and I'm there, and it's scary, and I have the little laundry card, and I go, and, and this is seriously like scariest thing I've ever done. I'm like sitting there, and my laundry machine at my house, my parents' house, is like, oh, you just pushed like whites and darks, and it's done, right? Like it's like, oh, that's easy. Why do people complain about this? And I go to college, and I got my load of laundry, and it's like, cold, 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 warm, cold, hot, and it's this giant wheel of death. And I'm like, if I pick the wrong one, I'm it's <laughs> it's all over. Right? Like, it's all over. And I'm calling my mom, and I'm like, Mom, what do I do? And she's, she explains every single one, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, cold, cold. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and that is the vow that we're talking about here. It's a commitment forever. Right? It's a promise, not only to the kid, not only to your husband, but to God. This is a big deal. Right, so she say she's she's prefacing this. She's uh, introing what she's gonna say. Verse three: Do not give your strength to women. If there was a period there, this would be a very different conversation, right? But there's not. Comma, your ways to those who destroy kings. Don't give your strength to the women who destroy kings. Who's this boy gonna be? A king, right? We have to understand that there's there's something at stake here, right? As we should, uh, as of course we should. We shouldn't single out people, but like on Mother's Day, we just say, "Hey, mother, you're great. You're wonderful." It's not true. It's just not. Tr- there's some moms out there that are bad <laughs> that, that that set their kids up for failure, not success. And this is what they're talking about. That not just because your mom, just because you're a mom, doesn't make you a good mom. Just because you're a dad doesn't make you a good dad. Think about the word vow, accountability, responsibility. There's something big going on here that that you have to work, that you have to try, and, and so much so that that who you choose can destroy kings. It's not an army, it's not a plague, it's not famine. One person, one individual. Is this normal? Think about back then, is that normal? No. If you're a king, you can have as many wives, many concubines as you want. This is different. Her mom, his mom is saying, you've got to look for one you got to look for special. You need to look for unique, right? It is, verse 4, it is not for kings, O Lemuel. Uh, it is not for kings to drink wine. 
or for rulers to take strong drink. Is that normal? No. Not even today. Especially back then. You have kings, even in the Bible, even even Bible Bible believing, right? Christian, God's people, kings, destroying their life with alcohol. Why? Just like before, is all women bad? No. Is all drinking bad? Five, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. You drink, you forget. You drink, you think everything's right. And for a king, you drink, you forget you have a responsibility. You're not ready, you're not prepared. Something happens, and the people who are in charge are drunk. Something happens, and the people who are in charge are worrying about their wives. So, something happens, and, and their family life is in chaos, so they can't handle the responsibility. That doesn't apply to today, obviously, right? Le- le- when, when time comes, hard times come, leadership happens. Right? They're always prepared, right? They they no. Understand that your responsibility doesn't stop just because you're having a good time. Understand that your responsibility doesn't stop just because you're drinking. Understand that your responsibility doesn't stop just because it's Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, we we want you to have a day where you can just drink mimosas, hang out by the pool, wanna do whatever, but hey, guess what? Your kid is going to bug you today. Sorry. It's just how it is. They're going to need you. And your responsibility doesn't stop even on today. Right? Verse 6. Give strong drink to one who is perishing, who's dying, who's suffering, and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. There's something greater going on. You can't just spend every day drinking. You can't just spend, and this isn't a sermon on like not drinking alcohol because I'm not about that life, right? Like it's just, it's just, it's just, it's this idea that you need to stay prepared. You need to stay ready, right? That, that you, you remember that you have a responsibility. Let those who are dying drink because they need to forget, right? Uh, eight, open your mouth. What do you do? What do you put in? What do you take out? Open your mouth for the mute. Speak up for those who can't speak. For the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Do something. Act. Realize that your words matter. Verse 10. And, and here's, here's the verse that, that uh, it gets spoken to all the time. It's going to be in every sermon today, right? An excellent li- wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. A lot of times this is seen as like they're not out there. You know, who can find one? You can't, right? Not necessarily true. Right in comparison, it's more precious than jewels. So the idea is there's a lot of bad choices, but the precious ones are hard to find, but they're out there. So when you find one, treat them special. Verse eleven: the heart of her husband trusts in her, and 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 he will have no lack of gain. Remember back 
back way back when when we were talking about destroying kids. This is the opposite, right? One person can have success. One br- person can bring success to a marriage, right? She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax. So you got to seek wool and flax, apparently. No, right? What's the idea behind it? And works with willing hands. That's the idea. Works with willing hands. Working hard, right? And, and willingly. It's, this, it's not this idea of being forced to do something. It's not, it's not even this idea of, of guilting someone into doing something. It's saying, I know my responsibility. I know my duty, and I need to do it. Right, uh, my my literally, it's literally and symbolically giving your hands up and saying, I, I, "These are for something greater." Right? She is like the ships of a merchant; she brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her husband, uh, for her household, and portions for her maidens. Right? Um, there's a there's a running joke in the Baldwin household, and I don't mean my household, I mean my parents' household, that at, th- at three in the morning, right, my mom wakes up, and it's it's dish o'clock for whatever reason. Like, it's not like, hey, let's try to go back to sleep. It's, hey, I'm going to start doing the dishes, right? That's the idea here. It's waking up in the middle of the night and working, right? Working hard. When everyone else is sleeping, you're saying, I got a responsibility to do, Right? She, uh, uh, she rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Think about that, vineyard. Why would you buy a vineyard if, if alcohol is bad? Right? It's interesting. Investment. It's saying this land is important. I want to buy this land. It's fruitful. I want to buy this land, right? I, I'm not just buying X plot or Y land or whatever. It's saying, hey, this specific land has value, right? And and and, and in verse 17, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. And in the same way, her dresses herself with strength, right? This idea that now it's we're not we're moving away from the land and to the self. It, it's saying that her body is important. I can't just treat this this body like anything else. It has value. This land has value, and now my body has value, and I have to work on my body, and I need to be strong. And I need to, and I need, and her arms are strength. So she has to actually have that, right? Verse, uh, verse eighteen. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Profitable. Sorry, uh, her lamp does not go out at night. She prefer. Uh, she perceives her merchandise. So not only her land, right? Not only her body, her merchandise, what she owns, what she has, is profitable. Is important. Now, what is this? What is that? All things. Everything she involves with, everything she has, everything she connects with, everything, uh, everything in her life has value. 
and she treats it that way. Her lamp does not go out at night. A little strange. What does that mean? Her lamp does not go out at night. Being ready. Being prepared. When everyone is sleeping, when everyone's drinking, staying prepared. Staying ready. Thieves come, robbers come, uh, junior high boys come and destroys everything you have, right? (laughs) Prepared. Uh, verse 19, she puts her hands to the staff and her, hand, and her hands holds the spindle. She holds her hand to the poor and reaches out her hand to the needy. Does that sound familiar? It should. Remember, you shouldn't drink because you need to start talking. You need to start speaking up for the needy. And now she's saying, this isn't just a guy's thing. This is not just a king's thing. It's what a woman is supposed to do too, right? Uh, She opens her hand to the poor, giving out her values. Remember, it's not devaluing your stuff. It's not not just saying, oh, it's just I have so much. I don't care about it. I could just give away 10% or 5 whatever it may be to the needy, right? It doesn't matter, right? It's saying this stuff is valuable. That's why I'm giving it to you because you're valuable, Right then, just because you're in need doesn't make you any less valuable, right? She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are are clothed in scarlet. Scar scarlet. I don't know what's going on. I had a diet coke today. I don't know. Um, It's fear of snow. You fear snow when you're out in the snow. You don't fear snow when you're in your house and you got a fireplace and you got plenty of food and uh, and you're prepared. You don't fear it because you're ready. You're prepared. You fear snow when the lights go out, the electricity's out. There's a giant hole in your roof. You don't have any food. You don't. You, you can't get clean water. That's when you start fearing snow, right? You play in the snow when when it's not scary. <laughs> you know when when you don't have any heat and you're worried about dying. You don't send your kids out. Oh, go a snowman right no you huddle and you say we gotta we gotta conserve body heat this is a big deal right um she uh verse 22 she makes bed coverings for herself her clothing is fine linen and purple royalty special unique her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land so promoting Special, once again, unique. It's like this Bible verse has themes to it. It's crazy. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Once again, why would you laugh at the future? Shouldn't you be afraid of the future? You don't know what's going to happen. Prepared. When you're prepared, when you're ready, when you're capable, you got nothing to worry about. I've been watching Life Below Zero, right? It's my quarantine-like show because there's like 15 seasons, right? And I'm sitting there, Pleasanton boy, Livermore guy, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, and, like, Alaska is, like, right, like, 
it's been way too hot for me. But like uh, that, that Alaska is like Alaska, Alaska, right? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, like think about your future. Like what happens when you're 70, 80 and you can't do this stuff? You don't have a retirement. You don't have any of this stuff. You need to be stressed out. You need to do all this. Well, that's coming from me. Right. Uh, that's coming from a person who can't build his house, that can't build a community, that can't do all that stuff. Uh, those people capable. They're not stressed. They're not stressed about the year. They're not stressed about the snow. They're not stressed about the winter because they've done it. They've said, I'm capable of, of gathering, of hunting, doing whatever I need to do, and I'm going to survive. You throw me out there. And I got, I got some reserves, right? But I'm probably going to starve to death. I, I can't do what I need to do to survive. I'd be scared. I wouldn't be laughing at the future, Laughs, uh, laughing at the time to come, right? Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and teaches of kindness is on her tongue, right? This idea of wisdom is everywhere in Proverbs. It's this beautiful, almost love story, about a woman named Wisdom. And she's calling out to people and she's seeking. And now, and now it becomes an actual person, his future wife. That's cool. This story of, of following this woman that we don't really, it's just this generic person called Wisdom, the first 30 chapters, and now it's your wife. And that's, ooh. That gets a little cool, right? That gets a little exciting. It's a name. It's a person. It's like, yeah, that person personifies wisdom. She speaks it out, right? It's not this general idea of wisdom anymore. It's a person, right? Um, and kindness with her tongue. Verse 27, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, Right, doesn't sit there. You know the 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 little kid story about like making bread, right? Sitting there not wanting to make the wheat and do all the stuff, and then you make the bread and you're like, show up. You're like, hey, I want to be there. It's like, no, you weren't there, right? Uh, I think that's how it goes. I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been like forty years. Okay, it's been a long time. But uh, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Verse twenty-eight. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Why do we have Mother's Day? Because <laughs> we are terrible at that. <laughs> Honestly, uh, if we did it every day, if we, if we praised women every day, mothers every single day, and fathers, we wouldn't need to. But we're terrible at it. I am especially terrible at it, right? Uh, and that's why this is that's saying it's it's saying, hey, you're gonna have a wife one day that your kids, you, her husband is is the son, right? You are gonna praise her. Many women have done excellently. So once again, many women have done. There's a lot, of, and there's a lot of women who've done excellently, but you surpass them all. Special. Unique. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Boom. A lot of, a lot, a lot of people are going to take this day and justify a lot in their lives. 
a lot of people, a lot of guys take Father's Day and justify a lot in their lives. They say, hey, I may not be the perfect dad, but at least I have Father's Day. And people said I was a good dad. And for mom, it, oh, hey, I'm not a yeah, but they, they gave me roses, so. What separates, and, and, and there's a lot of action here. What's the thing, the one thing that separates from, from fears the Lord? A woman that fears the Lord. Verse 31, give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. May the Lord bless the winning of his word, amen. So uh, I, I took, uh, you know, because I want to get you out of here. I know you guys, uh, you got your hands full today. I don't know if you know this, but like you are competing with a, a pandemic right now. The women are going to, rem- mothers are going to remember this Mother's Day because it's special and it's unique and, and it's different and they weren't able to do their traditional brunch, dinner, whatever place, whatever things, you know, probably they might be able, but, but your job is to compete with that. Make it special beyond the, 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 the obvious, right? Not, not only in a couple of years will they remember, hey, it was, it was uh, you know, Mother's Day 2020, the year I didn't do anything because we couldn't do anything. It was, hey, we stayed inside, but Colson Franklin cleaned my entire house while I was doing announcements. You know, like, that's pretty special, right? Like, and, and, and all that stuff. And, and he probably. But hey, um, uh, but I, I wanted to make uh, this special. I wanted to get you guys out of the door, figuratively, right? I'm gonna give you two points, and I I, I separated these into uh, genders, right? So there's guys and there's ladies. Here's the thing, right? It's not like hey, this is the guy portion. I don't have to listen, or hey, this is the lady portion. I don't have to listen. Obviously, if I'm like guys need to be more loving. Right, it's obvious that 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 uh, everyone has to be more loving. But in this particular passage, it's directed towards guys and directed towards women. So that's how I separated it. Right. Uh, so first, I'm going to start off with the guys, and I did it the three Ps because I'm special. Right, uh, guys, you need to prepare, pursue, and praise. Prepare, pursue, and praise. Right. Prepare. Verse 4 through 5, this is the idea, and we talked about it throughout, right? But this is the obvious one. It is not for kings, only Emmanuel. It's not for kings to drink wine, right? Remember, that is for kings. If anyone's going to drink wine, it's the king, but it's not because, uh, or for the rulers to take short drink, because lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Prepare. Say, what do I need to do? I'm single. I'm married. I don't have kids. I'm married. I don't have grandkids. Right? Whatever, whatever step you are, prepare. Something is coming. I know. I'm a prophet. Something is coming. What is it? Got no idea. Not that good. Right? I have no idea, but something is coming, and you need to prepare. Maybe kids, maybe wife, maybe girlfriend, maybe prepare. There's a next step 
in your life. I'm throwing down some prophetic words. I know, I know. This is why I went to seminary, all this stuff, right? Something is going to happen in your life, regardless if you're 10, 20, 30, 80, 90. Doesn't matter. Something is going to happen, and you need to prepare. Why have I taken so long? Because I'm afraid something is going to happen and you will not have prepared. Because <laughs> I know I could always prepare more. What a time. What a time to, to exemplify if you have prepared. Did you get out of debt? Did you work hard? Did you, have, you, have you did all this stuff? Did you work? Did you, did you prepare? Did you get a community? Did you get help? Did you get in a church who, who helps you if you just email info at rockpublechurch.com? Did you? Right? Pursue. Think about this. All of this, this entire message today is directed at one person. Remember, this entire message is, is King Lamuel's mama telling him something that he needs to know. So, so this pursuit, this idea is entirely him pursuing someone. Every single thing that we learn today is in the context of pursuit. And in verse 10, it says, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. Looking. Exciting. You know, in... in um, in high school ministry, uh, the word dating just gets thrown around so flippantly, so simply. I'm just going to date. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? Right? And, and, and they've devalued it largely because we've devalued it. We say this is the time junior high, high school, college, this is the time to explore. This is the try, time to try new things. This is the time where you can mess up. That's absolutely true. But at the same time, you got to understand that messing up means something. What happens if King Lemuel messes up? His kingdom is destroyed. Big deal. Not a small little, oh, yeah, whatever. I could do whatever I want. And yet, when, when we approach dating, thus approaching marriage, we treat it like not a big deal. Look, there's nothing on the line that you can't mess up your entire life, that you can't do all these things. It's just, it's no big deal. That's not the case. Pursue the diamond. It's hard to find Almost impossible. You're going to think they're not out there, but they're there. And when you find them, oh, oh, oh. prepare, pursue, and praise. And, and the idea is once you've passed all these things, once you've pursued, and once you did all of that, praise. Let Mother's Day be every day. Because like I said before, we, we do this thing where it's, it's terrible, but like 364 days of the year, it's just like, oh, that's her job. And, and yeah, responsibility, yeah, accountability, yeah, duty, yeah, all these things, they, yeah, of course they should. But this verse ends 
Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. That's how it ends. All this is wrapped up by saying, praise her. Encourage her. Love her. Respect her. Just say everything good about her. Remind her. She's going to forget and she's going to be told that, that she can't and she won't. And society has deemed it lesser, and, and confusion in the church and the Bible has, has said that helper is bad, helper is less. And that's not true. The Bible says helper is good. The helper in the Bible is the Holy Spirit, unity, trinity, perfect. He, he, helper is best. <laughs> Servant is Jesus. That's highest praise. The works of mom, that's special. And we've twisted it and we misunderstood it. We said, yeah, just because uh, stay-at-home moms, you don't get money, so no, no, highest praise. Ladies. I got I got three T's for you. I tried hard. I sp- I was like I gotta I gotta do the Scott Berglund thing and do something quirky, you know. And so I got I got the three P's for guys, three T's for girls. Uh, toil, right? Teach and transform. Toil. Uh, you can't read this uh, verse uh, ten through uh, twenty nine. Is all about toiling. It's all about making stuff with your hands. It's all about the weird, uh, the the food and the wool and the flax, all of that stuff. Merchant, all everything is about toiling, right? I wanted to pick out one verse twenty-seven. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. It's hard. It, it's it's gosh. It's it's one it's the hardest thing. It's one of the hardest things. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a mom, so like I'm not allowed to say. I'm just saying it's it's it, it looks pretty daunting, right? To put up with me, it's it's pretty daunting, right? My wife right now has a hard time. My mo- my mom had a hard time for like the first twenty something years of my life, right? It's a lot of work. Having a kid isn't just deciding to have a kid. Having a kid isn't just saying, looking at your finances and saying, we can actually have a kid financially. Or looking at your house and saying, oh, we have a room that they could, st- that they could sleep in, right? It's, it's more than that. It's a lot of work. I, I know, spitting prophecy tonight, guys. I know, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot of work to be a mom, and it doesn't end. It does not end. That vow word vow vow to be a mom that's crazy toil teach once again this entire lesson is in the context of a mom teaching her son the entire sermon is in the context of a mom teaching her son right um the words of king lemuel an oracle that his mother taught him Teaching is a core principle of being a mom. You are a teacher. You're an instructor. You're a guider, right? And transform. It's this idea that that this list, this gigantic list, is someone that you want to be and that you want to grow in and, and, and that... And that 
you know, even though you might nail all this, you toil, you work, you could always become more like this. You, you know, like your husband could be known in the gates more, that you can you could always work harder, that you could always teach more, you could always guide more. And and, and um I know what you're thinking is that there's a, there's a part where like guiding and teaching kind of changes. Because junior high and high school does happen. Your your idea of a teacher just changes. They're not looking for that anymore. Right? Your your kids are moved on, they've grown up, they have kids of their own. Right? And and you're still teaching them, but not as much. And and, and like I said in the prayer, being a mom, a lot of the time doesn't have to do with blood. Right? It's it's this idea that there's generations of people looking up and needing a mom and needing a dad. There's nobody. <laughs> and, and they're saying, I have this lack and I, I have this need. And there's no one there. Or there is somebody there, but, but I, I, there's a whole <laughs> realm of stuff that I don't know about. Right? And I need someone who's experienced. I need a mom who could teach me how to do this and a mom who could teach me how to do that, right? I'm lacking and I need that. Well, it's, it's a really cool verse, Titus 2, 3 through 5. It says, older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior. So just like this whole list, you don't get caught, you know, you're not done just because you're old, right? You can't just start cussing, drinking, smoking, do all that stuff just because you've retired, right? It's not how it works, right? Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. Does that sound familiar, the wine, the alcohol thickened, right? They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husband and children. Notice how it didn't say their kids, it didn't say their grandkids. It didn't say any of that. It said young women. They left it open on purpose to be self-controlled. This is all what they're teaching them, to love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, work. Uh, I think we just talked about that, folks. Kind and submissive to their husbands that the word of God may not be reviled. There's something bigger going on here. That not only you can destroy kingdoms, not only can you destroy kings, you can, you can make people revile God's word by your actions. So guys, prepare, pursue, praise. Ladies, toil, teach, transform. Find a mom, praise her. If you are a mom, find another mom, praise her. If you're a mom, teach somebody. There's people looking around for, for, for a mom. They might have, a, they, they probably have a mom. They're just looking around for someone to guide them. And there's a lot of times in my life when I'm just like, hey, I want to do this thing and I don't know how to do it, right? There's a lot of times where I'm like, my mom knows how to do it. 99% of the time, my mom knows how to do it. I know I've, I got to call my mom. A lot of times, and, and you know, it's, it's off brand. I can't, you know, it's, it's not my Father's Day. But, like, I call my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, how do you do this thing? Right? Like, my car broke down. How do you do it? You know, what should I do? How? You know. 
sometimes I'm like, my mom doesn't know how to do that. What do, who, who do I do? <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. Ask Jan, <laughs> right? Because Jan knows, right? Like if you're ever like, oh, I don't know about this car part, right? Call Jan. She does for whatever reason, right? <laughs> right? We found that out. But look towards the moms in our church because we got some great ones. The whole like jewel, precious jewel that you can't find. I don't know. Look around RBC. There's a few. There's quite a few of them. There are people who, who, who want to share, who want to teach. They're not perfect. But, but, but uh, they're reverent in behavior. They nailed down that. And, and let's move forward with that next step, whatever that might be. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have the uh, band come up. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for this day, God. Pray for all these things. Uh, just thank you for moms. Thank you for who they are, what they've done, God. Um, we thank you of the huge blessing they have been in our lives, God. Um, and I pray that they never stop being a mom, because we need them. <laughs> It'd be a huge hole if, if we didn't have the moms in our life, God. Pray for all these things um, in your name. Amen.